Part Four, Chapter Five of A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Teachings and Conditions of the Apostles. But why did not the apostles preach against the legal relation of slavery? and seek its overthrow in the state this question is often argued as if the apostles were in the same condition with the clergy of southern churches members of republican institutions lawmakers and possessed of all republican powers to agitate for the repeal of unjust laws contrary to all this a little reading of the new testament will show us that the apostles were almost in the condition of outlaws under a severe and despotic government whose spirit and laws they reprobated as unchristian, and to which they submitted, just as they exhorted the slave to submit as to a necessary evil. Here the Apostle Paul, thus enumerating the political privileges incident to the ministry of Christ. Some false teachers had risen in the church at Corinth, and controverted his teachings, asserting that they had greater pretensions to authority in the Christian ministry than he st paul defending his apostolic position thus speaks are they ministers of christ i speak as a fool i am more in labors more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons more frequent in deaths oft of the jews five times received i forty stripes save one thrice i was beaten with rods once i was stoned thrice i suffered shipwreck a night and a day have i been in the deep in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness what enumeration of the hardships of an american slave can more than equal the hardships of the great apostle to the gentiles he had nothing to do with laws except to suffer their penalties they were made and kept in operation without asking him and the slave did not suffer any more from them than he did it would appear that the clergymen of the south when they imitate the example of paul in letting entirely alone the civil relation of the slave now left wholly out of their account how different is the position of an american clergyman in a republican government where he himself helps make and sustains the laws from the condition of the apostle under a heathen despotism with whose laws he could have nothing to do it is very proper for an outlawed slave to address other outlawed slaves exhortations to submit to a government which neither he nor they have any power to alter we read in sermons which clergymen at the south have addressed to slaves exhortations to submission and patience and humility in their enslaved condition which would be exceedingly proper in the mouth of an apostle where he and the slaves were like fellow sufferers under a despotism whose laws they could not alter but which assumed quite another character when addressed to the slave by the very men who make the laws that enslave them if a man has been waylaid and robbed of all his property it would be very becoming and proper for his clergyman to endeavour to reconcile him to his condition 
as in some sense a dispensation of providence but if the man who robs him should come to him and address to him the same exhortations he certainly will think that is quite another phase of the matter a clergyman of high rank in the church in a sermon to the negroes thus addressed them almighty god hath been pleased to make you slaves here and to give you nothing but labor and poverty in this world which you are obliged to submit to as it is his will that it should be so and think within yourselves what a terrible thing it would be after all your labors and sufferings in this life to be turned into hell in the next life and after wearing out your bodies in service here to go into a far worse slavery when this is over and your poor souls be delivered over into the possession of the devil to become his slaves for ever in hell without any hope of ever getting free from it if therefore you would be god's freeman in heaven you must strive to be good and serve him here on earth your bodies you know are not your own they are at the disposal of those you belong to but your precious souls are still your own which nothing can take from you if it be not your own fault consider well then that if you lose your souls by leading idle wicked lives here you have got nothing by it in this world and you have lost your all in the next for your idleness and wickedness is generally found out and your bodies suffer for it here and what is far worse if you do not repent and amend your unhappy souls will suffer for it hereafter now this clergyman was a man of undoubted sincerity he had read the new testament and observed that saint paul addressed exhortations something like this to slaves in his day but he entirely forgot to consider that paul had not the rights of a republican clergyman that he was not a maker and sustainer of those laws by which the slaves were reduced to their condition but only a fellow sufferer under them a case may be supposed which would illustrate this principle to the clergyman suppose that he were travelling along the highway with all his worldly property about him in the shape of bank bills an association of highwaymen seize him bind him to a tree and take away the whole of his worldly estate this they would have precisely the same right to do that the clergyman and his brother republicans have to take all the earnings and possessions of their slaves the property would belong to those highwaymen by exactly the same kind of title not because they have earned it but simply because they have got it and are able to keep it the head of this confederation observing some dissatisfaction upon the face of the clergyman proceeds to address him a religious exhortation to patience and submission in much the same terms as he had before addressed to the slaves almighty god has been pleased to take away your entire property and to give you nothing but labor and poverty in this world which you are obliged to submit to as it is his will that it should be so now think within yourself what a terrible thing it would be if having lost all your worldly property you should be discontent and want resignation lose also your soul and having been robbed of all your property here to have your poor soul delivered over to the possession of the devil to become his property forever in hell without any hope of ever getting free from it your property now is no longer your own we have taken possession of it but your precious soul is still your own and nothing can take it from you but your own fault consider well then that if you lose your soul by rebellion and murmuring against this dispensation of providence you will get nothing by it in this world and will lose your all in the next 
now should this clergyman say as he might very properly to these robbers there is no necessity for my being poor in this world if you will only give me back my property which you have taken from me he is only saying precisely what the slaves to whom he has been preaching might say to him and his fellow republicans end of chapter five teachings and condition of the apostles